0: You know what was underrated in pre-pandemic times? Sitting and chatting with the bartender. I miss it.
1: I think that ultimately being in hospitality, it's about providing something special for someone that that truly changes their night.
0: Especially and one who puts a lot of thought into the memories. drinks. Someone who sees it as not just bartending, but mixology, as an that. art form. Someone like of. Tim you Wiggins.
1: You know, everything we're doing is just more intentional because it's not just people coming in and getting a cocktail or getting food or getting dinner. You know, it's it's an experience and it has to be. And you know, I, I think that all of this is just a good reminder to everyone in the restaurant industry that's what, what we do when we do it correctly is very important and very important to people. And
0: that mindset has made Tim very important in the hospitality world. Nationally recognized for his creative spirits, locally loved for his thoughtful dining spaces. He's a co-owner of three spots in the Central West End, Retreat Gastropub, Yellow Belly, and now Lazy Tiger, a cocktail bar.
1: It's a a very intimate uh, cocktail bar. So we're calling it an American cocktail bar uh, mainly because we don't want to put too many labels or tags on it. Um, But the cocktail menu is small and focused. It's only about 14, 15 cocktails. Um, And all are equal parts adventurous, but yet relatable.
0: What are you most excited about right now when it comes to mixing and creating?
1: I mean, I think that the most exciting thing right now is that really both at all, at all places, the teams are like crazy talented and strong. And I, I've always found what's most interesting is you, you have an idea and like, usually you think, okay, here's two or three flavors that are going to work. Let's find, you know, let's find the framework. We're going to start with this classic cocktail and modify it. And where that starts and where it finishes is such a long road usually of six, seven, eight, nine versions of a cocktail. And someone says, let's try this and it doesn't work or let's try this. Or I think it shouldn't have this. And it's this, this process that, you know, it's not like, Hey, I wrote a recipe, do it. It tastes good. That's the end of it. You know, that's boring, (laughs) you know, but it's the, it's the evolution of, you know, usually it's, I ate this. How do I create these flavors in a cocktail? what should be the base spirit? Okay, what would support it? What's interesting, but not too out of the box.
0: And I think that's something that is exciting about now all three of your places here is that the crowd is always so different. You don't just have the young just turned 21 club or the older folks. I mean, it's approachable for a lot of different people. And I think that Part of that is because you make cocktails that don't feel like a stereotype.
1: You know that is very intentional. And I think that there are uh, even just with the glassware, and you know, we did a menu a while back where like eight of the ten drinks were a shade of pink, like on purpose because I'm like, you know, to break this down, like, oh, I want, I don't want a pink cocktail. I'm like, if you want a cocktail from us, you're gonna pink cocktail. They're like, you know, just like. It doesn't matter what glass it's in, or what color it is, or if you think it's a you know weak or strong cocktail. You know the whole idea is that you know anyone can drink this and enjoy it. You know the stereotypes that people have are often just not true. You know it's it's easy to think that oh this drink is for this demographic, but um, I think that's a beautiful thing about St. Louis is like people are down to try things, and it's not the stereotypical uh, crowd, and it's really. Uh, yeah, people are a little more informed and just, they, they're ready to be adventurous. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree. When I see cocktails, I don't ever see who is drinking them, you know, and, and what they look like. I'm just like, this, if this tastes good, people will want it.
0: Who here remembers baking bread? Or organizing every nook and cranny of your house? How about drive-by parades? Well, today on Abby eats St. Louis, we're going back to one of my favorite parts of early pandemic times, the Zoom happy hour. Except less Tiger King, more Cocktail King. Catching up with Tim from behind the bar at Lazy Tiger. In preparation for our retreat from the patio and back to the Zoom window, here's part of our virtual happy hour and cocktail tutorial. Cheers. Mixing up some cocktails here, we're having Zoom happy hour. So tell me about the things that you, uh, the selections that you picked.
1: So we're going to do a pretty traditional, like, martini riff, because I think that that, uh, like, the the martini cocktail, especially the stirred gin martini cocktail, gets a little bit misunderstood. Uh, and it's been kind of surprisingly one of the more popular cocktails here at Lazy Tiger. Um, I think that coming in and getting, like, a serious cocktail that you— you wouldn't necessarily make it home, but also doesn't have a bunch of crazy ingredients in it that feels very simple, but yet has a lot of depth is, uh, you know, I think there's an attraction towards that. And I think that it's, you know, for us about balancing simplicity instead of just throwing 25 things into a cocktail. So Right,
0: uh, right. right. And it's not just all about the, the sugary sweetness covering up all the alcohol taste. You actually want to taste what you're drinking.
1: Exactly. And it's, cool. it truly is more of an art to balance three, four ingredients than it is to balance 14. Um, so I think there's like a, a little bit of lesson in restraint there.
0: And I think it's helpful for those of us who are trying to build up our home bar situation because you don't have to have too many crazy ingredients with that. So, really right. yes. okay. Do you want to get started on that one?
1: Yeah. So we're, yeah, we will start with the street legal. <laughs> so Beefeater Gin is the base, and you have your bottle. Um, it's two ounces. is uh, one of my favorite gins. It's it's very juniper and black pepper. It's awesome in martinis, negronis, um, stirred gin cocktails. It has a great weight to it, uh, and it's affordable, and you can find it everywhere, uh, which I think is a big deal right now. So it's two yeah. ounces of our Beefeater gin.
2: And
0: that's like two shots, right?
1: Uh, It depends on what, it's probably, a shot in yours is probably an ounce and a half. So it's probably, if I would just, that looks good. Just go a little heavy on a little bit more than that.
0: Okay, got it. (laughs) It should be noted that in this moment, I just, I don't know I felt the excitement of the task at hand flow through me and it just I, I couldn't control my movements as well and I just yeah just a splash I poured way too much gin in
1: a little bit too much gin never hurt anybody. But. but
0: Tim said we could roll with it honestly it feels more like a real virtual happy hour now anyway am I right
1: and then you have this amazing Alessio Blanco um this vermouth is really really special and really kind of uh makes the the cocktail pretty like creamy it has a slight vanilla thing going on has like a little bit of bitterness um this is kind of my uh our new go-to vermouth uh at the store our uh one of one of our our people here is uh turned us on to it and it is it's pretty delicious so vermouth is something that you have to keep it cold it does last uh, a couple months but you know it's not expensive, so when you splurge and buy a 20-something dollar vermouth, it is definitely worth it. We're going to do three quarters of an ounce, so you'll want to do about half of your measure.
2: So half
0: of my little shot glass here? here,
1: here yeah.
0: Okay. So there is a benefit to having a jigger like what you're using as opposed to a shot glass that I stole from a bar in college and still have with me. I, like would, what say,
1: I would say that there is a benefit, but also... You know, you can, you can make anything work. <laughs> cool. Uh, so then we're also going to do three quarters of an ounce, so the same amount of this Fino Sherry. Um, and you have the Barbadillo Fino Sherry. Again, so uh, we're, it's, it's a fortified wine that has a nice like saltiness and an olive brine flavor to it. Um, also amazing with tonic, if you want just like a simple cocktail. Um, so the same amount, a uh, half measure of yours, but three quarters of an ounce. And then we're gonna do something that isn't uh, super traditional and old school martini fans might have a little bit of a issue with, but we're gonna put just a bar spoon of simple syrup in this martini. Oh, so yeah, actually, it really helps add a viscous like weight to it. And we're really only adding about an eighth of an ounce. So it's really, you know, we can either fill the bar spoon or you can just do a tiny little splash of it. Um, okay. But it helps curb the, the heat and it makes it easier and silkier to drink. And hmm. you, you don't perceive it as sweeter.
0: Yeah. Do you like to make your own simple syrup?
1: We do. So we do simple syrup with two different types of sugar, um, a sugar in the raw and a white sugar. That's perfect. That's perfect amount. Um, So yeah, just that splash of sugar, um, it's 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 surprisingly uh it it works really well makes it a little
0: more drinkable would you say
1: more drinkable especially if you have three ounces of gin in your glass Um, and (laughs)
0: or 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 maybe a little more
1: (laughs) probably a little more and then you're gonna get ice you want to fill it to at least three-fourths full um because you want to get this cocktail really really cold but you mm-hmm. don't want too much water dilution in there. So that's kind of the goal of, of stirring, is you're not introducing air, like shaking, and you're chilling it slowly, but but very calmly, and you're getting, you wanna get it really, really, really cold.
0: How important is your method of ice addition when you're making a cocktail?
1: Uh, very important. I mean, I think that ice, is, as an ingredient, people don't uh, fully appreciate because if, I mean, if the ice tastes like a freezer, the cocktail will taste like a freezer.
0: Try not to splash too much.
1: Ah. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. And then what you'll want to do is with the back of your spoon, you'll, you'll pretend like the back of this spoon is connected to the edges of the glass and you'll slowly turn in a circle. There you go, that's perfect. So that you're, you don't, it's, it's the most gentle way to melt the ice into the cocktail. So what you're doing is you're introducing, the cold water is, is diluting the cocktail and the cocktail's mm-hmm. getting colder. So it's temperature and dilution is what's happening. Yeah. But you don't want any air to be introduced. And when this cocktail gets served, it should be clear and silky clean and look like a glossy lake and not like, it shouldn't have any bubbles.
0: Huh. I think that's another thing that I'll do sometimes is I remember the recipe from a cocktail at a restaurant or something and try to make it at home. But then I just kind of throw it in a shaker because that's what seems like the cool thing to do. And you just shake it up and pour it over ice. But.
1: Yeah, and the, the rule of thumb is if it has any juice or any like unclarified ingredients, shaking is usually the best way to incorporate it. Um, shaking adds dilution faster. And it uh, so dilution and temperature changes very very rapidly in a tin, especially a metal tin. Um, so that's why we want to like gently stir this. But we can stir it a lot longer than we would shake a cocktail because the ice isn't breaking up and releasing water. So a, the longer you stir, the more uh, like the 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 more water you're adding, the more soft the cocktail is going to be. If you just stir a few times and pour it out, it's going to be very hot uh, and hard to drink. Um, uh. I mean, we're probably we're probably getting in a spot now where we're reaching our dilution. As you can see, like the the wash line on that has raised. Um, yeah. Yeah. And wash
0: line yeah. meaning like the water line within the glass.
1: Exactly. Yep. So yeah, as soon as, cause you can see the ice is all now floating, none of it's touching the bottom. You're still smooth, oh, yeah. gliding uh, smoothly around it. Um, so you're now at the point where we can strain this. We're just gonna slowly pour this again. You don't want air introduction. So you want it to be clear and, and silky.
0: Working with what I have at home, is it okay to just use the top part of the strainer from Ooh, the shaker? Yeah, yeah, you just
1: wanna, exactly. I would just pour it nice and slowly. Exactly. All good.
0: I always spill a little bit, no matter what I'm making. Whether it's a nice cocktail or a bowl of cereal, I will spill a little on the table, and I don't want to add the rest of the ice. I put the ice back in here.
1: The ice will, the ice will get pitched, um, and that the, the style of drink should just be able to be consumed like that. With you can throw an olive in there. Um, but it really is a pretty serious, you know, uh, you know, booze forward cocktail, but it has saltiness and savoriness that keeps you kind of going back to it. So, street legal. Cheers.
0: Cheers. I made that? <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. So this podcast also has some bonus content, which is a video version of our Zoom happy hour. We also made a Mezcal drink. Tim actually taught me to kind of appreciate Mezcal. We talked about glassware. We talked about stocking your home bar and just... I learned so much uh, just in the part that you guys heard on the podcast there. And I hope you check out the YouTube video that will accompany it. We will make sure that gets posted in the episode notes so you make sure you can check that out. And Dory is joining me now over Zoom as well. Not drink in hand, though, I don't think. You don't have your camera on, so I can't tell.
2: (laughs) Just a coffee this morning.
0: Just a coffee. Same here. Well, cheers to that. You know, that's the drink that gets us going uh, most podcast recording days. Dory, you have been um, keeping an eye on the social media as though, as a reminder, it's always a good idea to check Instagram before you head out the door anywhere. Um, And one we we don't mention the temporary openings and closings as much on the podcast anymore, just because things change so quickly, but uh, this one's kind of pertinent. So we figured we'd let you guys know about
2: one particular closing. Yeah, so Yellow Belly and Lazy Tiger posted on Instagram. Let's see. Let me get you a time here so we can be a little bit accurate. So, Tuesday afternoon that they had a positive COVID test with an employee. They closed down immediately. They're checking all of their staff and hoping to or they're hoping to reopen quickly and safely, they're saying. So, again, this was posted Tuesday afternoon. Lately, these sort of closings have kind of turned around fairly quickly within like three days or so. So Mm -hmm. hoping that they'll be back open by the Halloween weekend. Absolutely. And that's
0: especially important because we're talking about Halloween weekend and spooky cocktails and drinks are like Grown up candy, right? You don't necessarily, I mean, yeah. you, could, you could go uh, neighborhood to neighborhood if you wanted to and hit up all these different places, but, uh, Dory compiled a list for us of some of the different, um, temporary weekend offerings for this hall weekend that we are celebrating here. Um, one of those is at the, hopefully by this weekend reopened yellow belly, um, or you could take it home. They'll have six pack to go, um, through their Corpse Reviver Halloween pop-up. You might have remem- you might remember that from last year before they had Lazy Tiger. At this year Ho- Corpse Reviver is back and they're going to be making cocktails that you can essentially finish up at home. So the six-pack will have themed cups. Portion of the sales will be donated to the ACLU of Missouri and you have a couple of different options with some um Fun, spooky names. I like that too. I love seeing what people come up with. So there's the blood bath, which is gin, blood orange, and sparkling wine. The pumpkin frappe, whiskey, pumpkin, maple, and cream, which sounds really interesting. So fall. And the ghost Malone, which is vodka, pineapple, ginger beer, and cocoa dust on that one from um, Tim Wiggins. Quick note, after recording this segment, we got in touch with the folks at Corpse Reviver, and they say their plan is to hopefully get things back open by Friday, but it will be to go only.
2: The soda fountain has some drinks for all ages. This is the retro style diner at Union Station. They've got those crazy freak shakes. So, their Halloween freak shake is in a take home mug in the shape of a crystal skull. It looks really cool. It features Clementine's orange Goulias ice cream love, cream. love that. Love <laughs> that. Yes, I love it. Um, it's got a chocolate drizzle whipped cream and candy. And thats that makes it sound so simple. If you see a picture of this thing, it, it's crazy with the candy and just it looks like it's a foot tall.
0: Honestly, the soda fountain is the epitome of do it for the gram when it comes to going and ordering one of these 100%. things. 100%. <laughs> also at Union Station is the Train Shed Restaurant. Um, They are going to be offering the Sickle Float. Again, a Clementine's offering with their black sesame flavor. Again, the, the, the offerings Clementine's comes up with are not things I would necessarily try in many other places, but if Clementine's is behind it, you know it's going to be good. Uh, the black sesame ice cream with coconut, orange soda, whipped cream, and a tiny pitchfork on top
2: (laughs) looks so devilish it's very cute so cute um and then downtown at 360 at the rooftop bar at the top of the hilton which is just across from bush stadium they have some uh very interesting cocktails there too one of the favorites that i saw is the how to kill a zombie which has rum pineapple and an absinthe rinse that's also in a take-home mug which sounds Mm. just so bartender-y like Crazy.
0: Yeah, like swish, 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 pour out. Here you yes. go. Yes. I guess it kills zombies. Um, and this one has both of us kind of excited, Dory. You were just talking mm-hmm. about white Russians. Westport Social um is offering a frozen pumpkin spiced white Russian. Ooh, mm. man, that yeah. sounds good. I want to get one of those right now, um, as well as a Black Widow, which is a mezcal drink, blackberry, rosemary, honey, and lemon. Again, now that I'm trying to appreciate mezcal, I think that that sounds pretty good too. So all sorts of options um, for you guys to get out there and sip on something spooky this weekend. Now, along with compiling all of that very neat to know information, I think, Dory also has our food news ready for us for this weekend as well, uh, including some other things to look forward to.
2: Yeah, some more fall stuff you can look forward to here. Schlafly's Full Moon Festival is adding a virtual option this year. So usually they do like a big pig roast and have all those favorite fall drinks on draft. Well, now you can take that home. They're offering a Full Moon Festival bundle for $50. You get four pulled pork sandwiches, coleslaw, mac and cheese, a 12-pack sampler beer set, and a bundle of firewood, which I thought was super cute. So you could have that fire pit festival in your own backyard. Pre-order is open now, and you can pick up at the Schlafly Bottleworks location. It's set to happen not this weekend, but the weekend after Halloween, and they are going to offer some limited seating at the Bottleworks location, too, for this festival.
0: That is a deal. That's a I lot of so for 50 bucks. I mean, especially once you put in that 12-pack sampler of beer from Schlafly. That's awesome.
2: Yep. Um, and a heads up, if you are planning on heading out this weekend in the Metro East, the COVID restrictions are tightening up again in Region 4. So this includes St. Clair, Monroe, Bond, Clinton, and Washington counties. Indoor dining and bar service banned again. All uh, restaurants and bars have to close by 11 p.m. That includes casinos and any meetings, social events, and gatherings are limited to 25 people or 25% of capacity, whichever is less and no party buses. So just a heads up if you're heading to the Metro East this weekend. Yeah. And don't, Go over there from the West
0: and ruin things for them as these businesses try to get these uh or is is this area these areas try to get these numbers back down so that these businesses can potentially reopen again.
2: Yep. Be safe, people. Yes, exactly. So sort of COVID-related, we've got some good and the bad in the grove this week. So the monocle, which was on Manchester for the past five years, announced they are closing permanently obviously you know some fallout from the pandemic that they just weren't able to recover from they had reopened following the lockdown but now they're closing down for good it's upsetting to see these
0: um event venues i think a lot of them um are really struggling still even as food and drink has been able to slowly reopen events obviously aren't happening to the extent to which they were before so um you know Sorry to hear that one of them has been lost, and let's hope that some of these spaces can um, find new creative ways to bring people in, especially as we head into the winter months.
2: Yes, but we do have some good news. Like I said, there's. good news I love out. how you packaged that,
0: by the way. Bad yes. news, but you gave me the good news afterward to bring me back the, up.
2: <laughs> yeah, here you go. So this one's long awaited. Um, coming to the Grove soon, James Beard Award nominated chef Ben Groupie is opening the his first restaurant. It's going to be called Tempest. actually. By the time this comes out, it's going to be open because it's opening up on Thursday. He is calling Tempest with a a chef-driven American menu that puts a spin on familiar dishes. And the kind of neat thing that I like with him opening right now is he said the entire menu is designed specifically for at-home experiences, um, which is really smart these days.
0: Oh, totally. And Dory, when you say this is long awaited, I mean, we're talking long awaited here. I feel like we've been talking about this for a while, waiting for Tempest to open.
2: Yeah, over a year, like a year and a half, I think, essentially. Um, Wow. But he's been around the St. Louis scene for a little bit now. I did a little bit of background research on him, and I just thought some of this was really fascinating. He is a St. Louis native, of course. Um, He was an executive chef at Elia and... The most interesting thing I thought, besides the James Beard Award nomination, he was the team captain for the U.S. Culinary Olympic team in 2016. Like, how cool is that? Captain. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I think that's
0: super exciting, and I'm really excited to finally try it. Maybe this weekend. I don't know. But Dory, what's the best thing you had to eat in this past week?
2: So mine's a little bit of a combo of scenery and what I actually got to eat. Uh, we talk about this every once in a while. Um, so I recently bought a new bike from Mike's Mike Bikes in the Central West End. Shout out to them. Yay! um, You you had to relearn how to ride a bike, didn't you? I (laughs) did. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a trial and error, like on the bike trail this weekend. Um, We went for a bike ride to see the fall foliage near the Great River Road up in Grafton. And it was beautiful as I expected. But, you know, after the ride, you work up a thirst. We decided to treat ourselves. We took the Grafton Sky Tour, which is like a ski lift up to the Aries Resort and Winery. Yay! Had a couple glasses of wine, a couple plates of cheap food. It was by about like $30, I think, for like four glasses of wine, some bratwurst, and a cheese ball. It was just gorgeous. The ride up there was great and smooth, and the view from up at the resort was just beautiful. So a little bit of a scenery to go with my uh glass of wine that I had this weekend. I love
0: that. What a great reward for relearning to bike ride and what a beautiful way to enjoy those gorgeous fall colors that are up in yes. that area. Really I fun highly idea. recommend
2: that. Yeah it, it and it was all outside, plenty of outdoor seating. Um, we felt super safe there. So it, it was a great way to kind of get outside and enjoy fall and support local mine is kind of the opposite. It's been
0: (laughs) rainy and dreary the past couple of days. And, you know, sometimes at the end of a long day, as much as I love cocktails and mixing up something tasty and different, sometimes you just need that old reliable beer um, that is just going to kind of sit well and maybe stick to your bones a little bit. And I really like darker beers, but it's weird to drink them in the summertime, I think I had a civil life American Brown with my burger yesterday. And it's just I've had burgers, wings and pizza in the past week when I was trying to think of the food that I've had. I'm like, um, I'm definitely eating like it's getting colder outside. Uh, But the civil life American Brown is just their go. It's, you know, their flagship beer, really. And it is just so smooth. If you're a little nervous about darker beers, but you want to try one Um, And if you haven't tried this yet, it's just, it's so good. It goes with
2: everything. It's really drinkable. I love it. I can attest to that because I'm not a big fan of darker beers. And this one is really smooth and easy to drink. It is good. We are, of
0: course, talking about Halloween weekend, um, but it's not just trick-or-treating happening this weekend. So We wanted to run through a couple of the ongoing events that are still happening. Those include the Streeteries in the Central West End, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Nine Mile Gardens having a movie night, Nightmare Before Christmas, is playing on Saturday night. The Herman Oktoberfest, it's going to be their last weekend for that. Union Station's Halloween experience is wrapping up after this weekend, and you to have both of those more spookier and then daytime zoo events the hollow weekends um, for the kiddos that's the free event it's only happening on saturday this weekend and boo at the zoo is the nighttime event with tickets that are required and those do cost a little bit of money that ends on november 1st but wanted to remind you that if you've been hearing about those the past couple weeks it's your last chance for some of those (laughs)
2: Yes, and Saturday, Halloween, we've got the Six Feet Up Party from our friend Steve Ewing over at Steve's Hot Dogs. This is going to be in the Tower Grove East neighborhood outside his joint there. 11 a.m., the street dining begins, and it's going to go until about 6 or 7 o'clock at night, I think. They're going to have live music, uh, costume contests for both humans and our little furry friends, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, a no-contact trick-or-treating option in the evening, too which I think sounds really good. But also remember, if you go, masks are required.
0: It will be fun to see how people incorporate those to their costumes. And then if you need something um, a little heartier than candy and Halloween themed cocktails, on Sunday is the rescheduled Chili Cook-Off at Nine Mile Garden. It's happening now from 2 to 6 p.m. So it's a slight, it's a date change and a time change. Uh, $10 will give you a taste of all of the entries. And I will once again, or I will, as, as scheduled uh, previously, I will be there and I hope to see you all out there too. Ooh la la!
1: Ooh, Ooh la la! Ooh la la, 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 la la!
0: Abby Eats St. Louis is a five in your side production. I'm Abby Larico.
2: And I'm Dory Olmos.
0: Special thanks to Katie Caro. She helped set up that wonderful Zoom happy hour. And we had a lot of fun with that. Again, make sure you check out that video. There is a link in the episode notes. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Send us a DM on Instagram at Louis. Have a spooky, safe, and happy Halloween weekend. And seize the plate. And the candy.